Vaguely. But that's... Oh. They said he had, like, mental problems, though, too. That's the... Now he's different than Hit the Quan. That's somebody else, right? Those are two yeah, different people. I don't people. know who that is. But, yeah, that's two different Yeah, people. I think that's two different That's, like, I Heart Miko. Oh, same, so he murdered his cousin. Right that's... Okay. Look at the song. He murdered his cousin. Yes. See? I know I wasn't tripping. Multiple times. Multiple times. Just shot multiple times. Uh, I was about to say, how you, how you kill somebody multiple times? <laughs> Again. You're right. Then Finish I, him. Then I tell you. Again. All right. Next month. Mortal Kombat look fire. <clears throat> yeah, it does. What's up, guys? It's your host, Jasmine, and welcome back to Embrace the Chaos, or etc., etc., etc. We got um Big Earn over here. Yo, 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 yo! Beat made by me too, by the way. He always has to take credit for something. We got, we got a, um, we got somebody else over here. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yo, 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 yo. The kid, CJ Mayo. We got CJ Mayo over here. <laughs> <laughs> we got a guest, guys. So Better catch up like mayonnaise. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, first off, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us again. Um, I know we've been gone for a minute, but you guys know that we've had a lot of life happening. Um, we're not the only ones that had a whole lot of life happening. Uh, Mr. Mace. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you? Didn't you uh, buy a house too? Yeah, uh, about a month ago, actually. Yeah. Congrats Thank to you. him and his wife. Congrats to you as well. I know, right? We were La Familia. I know. We've been doing um adult things. It's been nice. Pretty satisfying. It is. Um. Yeah, we moved to, bought a house first for both of us, so. It was nice to kind of go through that process together, um, although we had kids already, but it was kind of nice to introduce that to them. More space. I mean, also the dog, too. Right. I mean, you can't be a fenced-in backyard, two-car no, garage, can't. multiple bedrooms. I mean, it's, yeah, it's nice. And I, I think, you know, especially as parents, uh, it's good to finally be grounded and rooted somewhere as well. Yeah. I think that would be good for, you know, the kids' development and um, – you know, everyday life, so. Yeah, stationary. So our youngest, he'll only go to the schools that he's supposed to go to. Exactly. <laughs> our mm-hmm. oldest, he's been to multiple schools, multiple moves, and all that, but the oldest one, they kind of get the toughest go. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, that's the same for our kids, though, because I think um, our kids probably went to a total of three different elementary schools. Uh, Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Like yeah, so. Luckily, we got to go. Between three, there was two schools, but just three different years. But so there's a, a little familiarity there, but still, it's it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. Kids aren't the same if you leave and then come back and then like, hey, you remember me? Like, no, <laughs> I don't remember you. Sure don't. Or like, you didn't used to be six feet tall. <laughs> Five feet. Man, that was, it was kind of different Five for uh, Talia. She got all excited. She got all. She knows all of her friends in her class. So yeah, but she's weird. So that's good though. I mean, yeah. Air quotes, weird. Weird. I mean, but Jaden's the same way. He dang near knew everybody in Moreland just because he's been to dang near all the elementary schools. So that and playing sports too. You just meet kids from all different areas. Exactly. Yep. 
the new weird is not is not the old weird. That's true. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to jump the gun. So today, uh, I brought Chris on just because there was an inter interesting conversation we had had a while back, and um. Me and Chris just kind of relate because we both, well, Chris, when did you move out here to Blue Springs? We moved to Blue Springs in 1995. So. That makes you how old? <laughs> so I was four, turning five. Gotcha. I, had, I had gone to preschool in Kansas City, and then we moved, I don't know exact time, but I know would have been around the time I was turning five, so it would have been just starting kindergarten. Right. Okay. Okay. So you pretty much. Entire, All your schooling was Springs. Career. Okay, yeah. And and kind of the same with me. I did kindergarten up to my beginning of my sophomore year. I got pulled from South, and then we went to Van Horn because oh, okay. of life things. Okay. Um, But so we both just kind of grew up out here, and we were talking about just kind of like our experiences and how it shaped us, Um, you know, growing up in a primarily white school district and – kind of the issues we faced and how it's kind of shaped us as people. Um, so like you said, you just, how was it growing up out here in Blue Springs? You know, they just had that hashtag a little bit ago. Like, was it like growing up in Blue Springs? Did you see all the like mm-hmm. side notes and stuff? Yeah. A girl that, uh, the girl that started that, I believe LaMarion Shepard, she, uh, mm-hmm. was in my class. Call, oh, called really? her out, huh? Yeah. She, well, she, well, she started it. <laughs> okay. As, as, as She's my originator. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she she is from what I saw started, and then a lot of people just jumped on board, and of course tweeting comments, and then just sharing and adding stories and introspect and all that. I mean, it was it was really cool to see. Yeah, like, I just it was a the last thing I expected, but I'm like, hey, I was a part of that, right? Because I was there. Yeah, <laughs> and we graduated together. So shout out to her and the whole the whole movement, the whole process. Um, but yeah. Just so even just to start moving out here so so young, I didn't really know what it would be like. Yeah. Like my so my sister, I have a sister that's uh, ten years my senior. She was a sophomore going into her sophomore year when we when we moved. So she went to Lincoln Prep her freshman year, and before that, she was hot. <laughs> not not in a good way. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, she sure. was she was not happy with with our parents at the time, and that's a huge I, move. Yeah, I tell I tell this story a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom told her, "Try your first year. If you don't like it, it's fine. I'll let you go back." We get through the first year. She said, "Yeah, I don't like it. I want to go back." Well, you're already halfway done now. So <laughs> you might as well just finish up your school career. That's a mom move. Got him. Even That's at, a mom move. Even at that age, I said, you, "Now you know better. You right. know she wasn't. You, you know she gonna pull that rug in there. <laughs> she she wasn't about to drive you day. all the way down there nah, and let you drive all the way down there. Never. Like none of that. She was capping. That's the case. <laughs> oh yeah. Twenty years, twenty five years ago. Yeah, the original cap. <laughs> she right. was wearing it. But, right. So yeah, like so she so she knew a lot more than I did and she like she she just knew the basic general the differences I didn't I mean I didn't know it was odd or different to to be the only black kid in my class right not the whole school there were a few of us but I just I didn't really didn't think anything of it at the time until you notice just subtle treatment mistreatments or differences that kind of that you're given I never really not too many teachers or principals that I could call out, but 
you do you notice that even just among students and your peers, you you just you notice different, or like sometimes they kind of maybe treat you with chi- with kid gloves, some right? Of the teachers just mm-hmm. because they're just not aware, yeah, certain things. But I I learned a lot. I did learn a lot like those first couple of years. Uh, my mom she worked early, so I had to go to a daycare mm-hmm. before I would go to school. So I like caught the bus and went to school, went to school with uh, basically their kids. I was like right in the middle of their kids. So uh, all white family, mom, dad, but uh, two girls and a boy. So and it was nothing because I kind of grew up with them, too. They didn't really treat me any different, nothing like that. But there's just a couple of times where they kind of just noticed that things are different. Like in the summertime, we'd be out swimming in the pool or just playing outside. And they'd ask me, do you wear sunscreen? And I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> The answer was no, because I never had. Right. So they were like, well, we'll just put some on you just in case. Because, I mean, just to just to play it safe, but there's just a level of. What SPF did they right. use? <laughs> right. I could. Uh, <laughs> my memory fails me just a, just a little bit. But, I mean, just, I mean, almost a level of ignorance mm-hmm. on both sides. Yeah. Just because until I was 25, I never put sunscreen on. Right. But, yes, we can burn, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's skin is skin. I yeah. Mean. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, and even, too, like, uh, hanging out with them, we'd be uh, after school with their son. Like, we'd be outside playing. He'd get sweaty. He'd go in the bathroom and wet his hair and then comb it. Like, he, so he kind of had, like, more or less a comb over. So I went home and tried to do that, and it didn't work the same. And I'm like, what's the deal? Right. So then I had to have a conversation about that. My mom's like, it's, it's just different. The texture's different. It lays different. It's not going to. The way you comb your hair is not the same way that they comb theirs. Right. Okay. Good. Good to know because every person should know that, especially when it comes to your own yourself. Yeah. But even just you know that they're different people. Yes, and I try not to harp too much on that, but there's a difference. Yeah. And it, it helps to know. And then just within school, name calling, uh, or we see this on TV. Ooh, I deal with that, that a like, lot. Yeah. Are you like this, or is it like that? Or can I say this? Can I say that? No, because that offends me. Well, how? Well, how come? You guys say it. Oh. Exactly. So like they try to some things. So basically, the the kids in your classes basically was trying to put y'all in a stereotypical or stereotype. I mean, yeah, I think my experience was probably just it was slightly different. So with Maze, he he probably experienced it more at school. Mine was more everywhere because you know. I grew up with the white side of my family. I never really knew the black side. So, like, I started experiencing this stuff with my cousins and my family. So, for the longest, too, though, like, it going into school, it didn't it didn't really register. Like, maybe you shouldn't really say that to me. Right. Um, because I was so used to it, it being said. You right. know, like, um, people never understood why, you know, my cousin, because we went to kindergarten together. We actually both went up here to Franklin Smith in she is white blonde hair blue eyes and like so when we told people we were cousins it was like mm-hmm. y'all lying right it doesn't make sense <laughs> y'all ain't cousins how are you guys even like no literally house like life. living out the yeah living out in the same house but so then it was just kind of like and I'm trying to think um I think we probably had maybe two black kids and two mixed kids including me in kindergarten that I can remember but 
kindergarten, it wasn't as weird. It was just kind of slowly growing up. Like, and then I got the questions and then I got the name calling like Oreo and mm, mixed oh. breed. And I got the N bomb a couple times and it oh, was yeah. just, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got walking down the street. I mean, just <laughs> no, no sense of like, just didn't care. Yeah. Or they I, I was always a nice kid. I got along with everybody. I wasn't I wasn't a bully, but I didn't get picked on. I wasn't really aggressive, but and like I wasn't I was shy. I was more shy if I didn't know you. But once I knew you or got to know you, then I was mad gab city. Right. But so like I didn't sometimes they would be nice about it, but you're still trying to be it's like the uh the whole not to be offensive, but I'm going to say something offensive or right. not to be racist, but I'm going to say something in, racist, in, like insert racist comment. <laughs> and it's like, if you have to preface it with that, then that's what's coming. Right. And I already know that, but. And I you mean, learn how to deal with it. Like you just, in, in, in a, which is kind of bad, but in the same way, it's kind of good because like it gave us skills, you know, later on in life for the things that we mm-hmm. still encounter. So you don't get as upset and you're just like, you know, you probably, if you're like me, you kind of go <laughs> every, think about the situation later and then you kind of like oh, cuss yeah. secretly in your head. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, a lot. A way smoother comeback then. Right. Like, well, nobody's around. Right. <laughs> but it did. It kind of gives you life skills just to kind of fit in because it, even in this day and age, you encounter things like that. Like things, racist things people say, and you just kind of got to. Kind of back off. I know I had talked to my coworkers about this because I've still, and I kind of told Ernest, but so I have a job at a certain surgery center and the actual anesthesia doctor has come over to me now three times. And I don't know if he just doesn't remember saying this to me, but he has three times now, three different days, asked me about African-American head nods. And I'm like... like, (laughs) Like black person to black person or a black person to like yeah just okay. just I mean in general though okay, okay. why why do African Americans not like this when they see somebody I said oh just okay I don't know, I'll let you finish but, <laughs> but just just in that though through the years like because you kind of learn to compartmentalize and just kind of let it basically let it roll off your roll off your sleeve or whatever however you want to say it but um, sometimes I take questions like that or comments just of pure ignorance which mm-hmm. is fine because nobody know I tell my to my kids this all the time nobody knows everything right you can always learn something from someone else so i just kind of take try to take it as like a teaching moment or like let me inform you. if if i'm aware or if i know let me inform you because obviously you're uninformed which is like i said not a bad thing but maybe sometimes sometimes it's kind of their way of asking like this was a direct question but sometimes people just say things just to maybe like oh maybe they'll fill me in if i just sound clueless because it's because you usually you do so i i kind of let those slide more or less roll just because i'm like if you choose to be better with the information then great and if not then that's fine but you can't say i didn't tell you or i didn't help you or like if that's what you're looking for or asking for but yeah that's i mean that's been happening well, I'm 30. This is 25 years. That right. Those things have been happening. <laughs> so it's exactly. Like it's just like, I don't know. I guess what I, what kind of frustrates me is I feel like there's a way to kind of go about things. And like, just, it's always early in the morning as soon as I walk through the door that he asks this question. So I'm still trying to process being awake and like, 
this as well. And it, like I said, it's not this isn't the only situation. This is just the most recent one. Um, but I I don't know. It it's just like I get that there's questions. Everybody has questions and, right. and race is always like something you gotta kinda tiptoe about mm-hmm. because I mean I have questions about other cultures, about why? other races, but why, why do you tiptoe? Well why should you tiptoe? Why should you tiptoe? Because there's a way to ask things and there's a way to not ask things. Oh, you mean like okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, especially in this the society that we live in now is Cancel so culture. It is yeah. so easy to be offended though. Yeah. Everybody's Cancel offended culture. by everything. Yep. And I get that because when we were kids, it the other way it was the other way around. Like, there's no way you should be offended by that. I'm gonna say what I wanna say and you're gonna yeah. take it and I mean And what then it? you just roll with it, yeah. Right. So it's like it's it's completely different now, but I think a little too far on the other side of the spectrum, just because like you could say, man, I like I don't like chewing gums. How could you not like chewing gum? Like we can't be friends anymore because you right. don't like chewing gum. It's like, <laughs> like what? Like, it's, I'm not talking about me. I'm not talking about you. I don't or anybody else. Like, right. but it's just it gets taken taken there from just as something as simple as that. And obviously, this gentleman <laughs> you're <laughs> referring to must have been heavy on his mind to ask you as soon as you walk in the door. I mean, three Especially times. multiple different times. So either you're not retaining the information or you just, maybe he's just. I'm not giving him the answer so he wants. I'm an asshole. So a, a subtle jab? I don't know. Maybe. If I, I were you, next time you see him, just hit him with the, the <laughs> head nod. Figure, <laughs> figure it out. And then I had to think about it because, like, I, I mean, I feel like everybody I see, like, we. Everybody nods like white, black in I don't between. Think that's just a black thing. Yeah, like Not that's anymore. why it was. Yeah, that's why I was like confused because like I nodded everybody, even with masks, especially with masks recently. Like you can't <laughs> smile as somebody know you're smiling, so you know. Yeah. Smile hey, with what's your up? eyes. I mean, I guess, but <laughs> pause. <laughs> <laughs> and I just this. It, that's why it kind of threw me off is because like I don't feel like it's a, a black thing or African American thing, um, as he. Where did it like? I think that's just a. I feel like it's our generation, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. It, so, uh, age range. Yeah. yeah. This this gentleman. Oh, he's age. older. Older. Okay. Yeah. So don't make bombs over Baghdad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out Outcast. Three stacks. Big boy. Well, and that's the thing too. Another like, I un- I do understand being politically correct because I would prefer you to maybe go overboard then then not not even be close but i mean if you identify as black that's fine you can call me black i'm black that's fine i know sometimes it gets a little tricky with like black and brown but but still like i don't have to have the african-american because like i never lived anywhere but here this country so like that's fine i'm just black i just and i do live in america like that's right i don't even know what you want i'm i used to be other now i'm two or more Races. How do you feel about that too? Because so, with having biracial children, uh-huh. typically the, the kind of status quo is that they go off the father. Mm-hmm. So, like technically, my kids are black because they have a black father and a white mother. Yeah, but I didn't know that. See, that, I thought that, the, the and I, I thought was. that it was if you have any black in you, you're considered black. I didn't know it was off. Okay, the father. I could I could see that, and I I could um, don't quote me there, but this is kind of the the gist that I've hey, always... Hey, can you look that up? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fact check me. <laughs> right. uh, just kind of the gist that I've always gotten to, but especially when it's... Uh, now, I don't know if that's like a male-female dominance kind of kind of thing throughout the years, too, because I know things have changed there, too, over time. 
But with our kids, though, we, I mean, we let them know, like, hey, it, you come from two worlds, two different worlds, and it's fine that you're combined because you can't, you can't help who you fall in love with or yeah. who you have children with. I mean, you can't help that, but, like, more or less the love part. But at the same time, like, my kids aren't any less white than they are black and vice right. versa. You have, you have history from both sides, both from two different families, uh, or our oldest son, kind of three, but still, your family is your family, no matter what they look like or where they come from. Right. Or who you are, so we we definitely harp, try to harp on that, but we don't try to give a nod to one side more than the other. Because to me, that that's not fair. That's right. not fair to my wife or her family. But at the same time, like our kids, they share blood with those those people. Now, I don't, but they accepted me and took me in, and they we consider each other family too. But they literally they share blood with with those kids. So I mean, like that's your family to the end, and we're big on family and. <laughs> We all know they know that, and so does so does my wife. They do too. Like, we don't play about family. Like, we we go to stuff if we can. We we try to show up. We try to send money, especially now the way things are, birthdays, right. events, or whatever. Like, family is important, right. and it should be not not just because you're black. Like, I know that's kind of a stigma with black people. Like, they they stick together, they're tough, or like family, their family close. But like, I know I know a lot of families like that. Right, my in laws they're exactly exactly like that. They just they look different than me. Right. But but that's never been an issue. So I do appreciate them for that. And we've come a long way too with that just in life and society. But like, like to me, family is family. Right. No matter if you split down the middle, you split three ways, four ways, whatever. Like it's important to know your your heritage and your history. I do agree with that. But I don't I don't know about just leaning more to one side or the other, especially if it's split down the middle. Right. That's, that's not fair to the children because that's kind of doing them a, a disservice. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a that's a valid point. I don't know. I feel like growing up, it was always pushed on me that so I identify as a black woman. But then as you as I get older, as I got older and then I had more, I don't know, exposure to more people. It was always kind of hard because like I was always kind of rejected by my white side like I'm not white but then when it came to like being around black people oh you're not black or you're not, not black, black enough. enough yep yep and, and that's oh. kind of a huge thing there but even even with that on so on top of that being a hundred percent black and then not being black enough that's <laughs> that's another topic yeah so that's, I mean the, the blow that you got is is huge and and not to say that my experience is worse or more than yours but it was like are you serious yeah, like, I mean, like, <laughs> so w when did you encounter that? Because I feel like we get that a lot growing up in Blue Springs, our experiences are less than or or we're more privileged, Um, you know, little side comments sometimes. But I, w I would say skip past elementary into middle school. Everybody's getting a little older. Everybody's developing uh, hormones, puberty, things of things of that nature. They're all like just storming in on top of. Hey, I watched MTV the other day. I seen a guy that kind of looked kind of like you, but uh, his pants didn't fit around his waist, and you wear a belt, and you uh, press your clothes, and you talk nice, and you uh, <laughs> you speak well. You know how to read. How come you not like them? How come you don't act like that? Or like, or they just automatically that's black. You're not right. <laughs> you you look like them. You may you are black, or you may say some things like that, but you kind of have like a switch, or you you like which we were taught at an early age. You're not gonna embarrass us. You're gonna look like something, and you're gonna be like you. You're smart. You you're gonna know what you know. You're gonna keep what keep what we teach you, and then you're gonna learn what they teach you at school too. Because that's the whole point of going to school. 
Right. You're going to go to school to be dumb or to right. not learn or to not retain. And if you have trouble, then you go you go on from there and seek the help that you need. But so, yeah, I always got made fun of for uh, my mom taught me how to read before I even started school. So first day of kindergarten, I was good. Numbers, letters, weren't reading. All that. I could, re- could read a book to you at the age of five is when I started kindergarten. So from then, I mean, then on, yeah, but more so as we got older, it's like you talk like a white boy. Mm-hmm. Like, what does a white boy talk like? Yeah, I mean, isn't that how we're all supposed to talk? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that one because I, I don't, honestly, I didn't know what it meant. I mean, I knew what it meant, but I was, okay. Right. Then, then it kind of switched to clothes, like, you dress. I mean, and at, at that age, I was being more or less dressed than allowed to dress myself, which mm-hmm. is fine, whatever. That's, I mean, that's not a big deal, but, I mean, picture day, yeah, no, I'm not rolling sweats and <laughs> what's in a tank top. I'm like, no, a nice shirt, pants probably right. tucked in, belt, sh- but, and as we were taught to match color, I mean, colors, press, we're not going wrinkled, you clean clothes. Better make sure you brush your teeth that day, put deodorant on, all that stuff. Like, like personal hygiene, I think, one, it shouldn't be a preference. This should, that's just a mandatory. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't, I didn't get it, but, and then it kind of switched to from that to, like, oh, you're a nerd. You wear glasses, and you're smart, and you know the stuff. You do your homework, for the most part. <laughs> but uh, so it was like, I'm like, okay. So then I kind of just took the, took the, the good with a bad. I'm like, yes, you're insulting me, but if you hey, if you want to call me smart, then I'll take it. That's fine. Yeah. And then that way, I didn't, it doesn't have to come out of my mouth as like I'm portraying myself as better than you, even though I guess that's how they felt. Maybe maybe mixed in with some jealousy or just the kind of ignorance is probably the word of the day today. Right. Yeah. But it's like, okay, that's fine. And then like, so you obviously quote air quote don't like what i have to wear or what i how i dress but i don't see you changing anything with your attire or trying to match or anything like that so i'm like okay that's fine but yeah not the oreo because there's a certain stigma that comes with black especially black men i mean even women too though for sure that i mean that's kind of one a one b i mean neck and neck really because either you're supposed to be sagging uh not granted i did kind of go i say more with times less more mod ethnicity but yeah we wore jerseys we wore staffords we i mean we wore <laughs> but that right. but but honestly we weren't the only ones there were other kids that dressed like that too it's just it was more kind of i don't know that was the wave that was the trend yeah it was i mean it was, it was romanticized kind of by a, us yeah it was a it was a more of a pop culture thing than yeah. a actual uh racial thing 100 percent. because there were there were other and then they, so then there were white kids that dressed like that too they got made fun of too right. not as hard and not as much but it's like trying to be like them it's like no why can't they just be like themselves yeah, they like right they like what they see and they're trying to work right so i mean and, and i get that because that that's gonna that's nothing new under the sun that's been happening since day one Right. Something somebody sees something different. Hey, I kind of like that. I'm, I'm not like, mm, that's actually way that way. So it's like, it, but yeah, I would say early teen year, pre kind of not really preteen, but well, yeah, I guess preteen, early teens, and then from there on, just kind of took off like a rocket. Right. But by but by those later years, it's like been there, done that. Right. There's not a whole lot more you could say to me that I haven't already heard and that I really even care about. But. Exactly. You get old and you just don't care about it. 
I think that your experiences were a little bit different. I think that I started, um, race really started being a thing with me when I got to middle school as well, but it was different because it was never, you know, white people coming to me and saying things like that. It was more like mine was all of mine. You're not black enough has always came from black people. Black side, yeah. yeah. Like, so I had a best friend growing up, um, Kita and she was black and her whole family would always make fun of me because they were from the city and then they moved out here and, Oh, you're not black enough. Oh, your hair is too good. Oh, you like, it was always something like, I just never quite. And I'm sorry. I, didn't, I'm sorry, I hate to cut you off. Cause I didn't specify because part of that was coming from uh, black kids I went to church with oh, okay. or just black kids that I've around that. I mean, but obviously by then I had been going to school out here, but they, they just didn't know it was like that from day one. It wasn't right. just because of school. And then, and then it did come from white kids too, but so I apologize. I meant to specify that and I'll let you get back to your point, but yeah, no, it definitely came from both sides. Okay. Yeah. Mine so, was definitely, I, I've never really encountered mine always has been really black side, black, black family, black friends. Like it's just, I never, I don't know. Like, and then it was hard for me because like, as you get older, like you have to figure out who you are as a person. You kind of go through this identity issue kind of thing. Like what, wait, Cause that's what, a personal thing. Yeah. People just put their influence on it, but yeah. that's a personal thing. <laughs> like, hold on. Like now I'm not black. Like the whole growing up, my family, you're black, you're black, you're black. And then like you actually, I actually get around black people and they're like, no, you're not black. You're not. It's like, you're not. Like, wait, wait, wait what am I? Right. <laughs> I don't know. And then I feel like in, in that aspect, like how you kind of mentioned um, how you raise your kids, like you make sure they have, you know, both sides influences. And um, I think that's awesome. But like reflecting on us, I feel like I personally kind of push um blackness more on my kids than I do anything white Mm -hmm. like they're aware like my my grandparents are very active in our lives um they know my white side more I mean than anything else besides Ernest's family but like when we talk about who we are as people like I always I always push blackness on them and I think that's just because that's what was pushed on me Mm -hmm. like it was never white culture when it came to me I was never educated on it it was just always like yes you're part of the family but you're black like you're right you don't really match so I, I think that's kind of crazy and in that being said because like reflecting on that uh, we also had kind of had a conversation about our kids and um I'm trying to remember exactly what was said but we had mentioned like just growing up the influences on the kids we had per se like of course because your your wife is white mm-hmm. um and you have a mixed child so you always you kind of mentioned how like since you're darker skinned that like you maybe subconsciously maybe intentionally had lighter children or a lighter child because of what you experienced it, first it, me i had wanted darker children because of what I right. experienced, I was it's too light. So crazy, <laughs> <laughs> and it, I think that was crazy. Just kind of reflecting on because it, the first thing anybody will probably hear from my mouth in regards to Ellie is she's too light. Like, where did this light, bright child come right. from? You know. With that, I say give it time. It's <laughs> funny. I had I had a cousin that looked just like her, and uh, but now if you see him now, you would know any different. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but now 
Now, don't get me wrong, too, though. Uh, I do teach my boys because I, I have two boys. Uh, the second you step outside of our house, you're black. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody tells you. Or, I mean, now, granted, they they might tell you to your face or on a piece of paper or whatever. Yeah, but as soon as you walk away or if it's uh, a police car or you're some type of legal trouble, you're a black man. Yeah. And so don't ever forget that. But at the same time, hopefully by then we've done enough, we've seen enough, we've we've taught you enough how to act, how to react, and then how to how to carry yourself as a man, first and foremost. Yes, black man after that, I, I would say, because in my opinion, I don't think that's ever going away. Hopefully maybe one day, but I don't think in our lifetime. We ain't going to see it. I don't right. think so. But so that, that holds a heavy weight, but also to... Just out of respect, you're not just a black man because technically you, there is a mixture for you. Because if, if not, you wouldn't look the way you look. Your hair wouldn't be the way that it is. And, like, it's just a uniqueness about each of them because even though they look kind of similar, and it may be kind of similar, but everybody's different. So that's the one good thing about people. Everybody's different. Everybody looks different. No, two people are just like even twins. Mm-hmm. Identical twins still different so i like that aspect about just life and people in general but yeah um i th- it's because also too so i was always a darker skin black person um so yeah i got made fun of for that too it's like i'm not so one day i'm not black enough but the next day i'm too black for just any and everything like for mm-hmm. just walking around purposes i'm like it makes absolutely no sense to me so it it would give you a complex i mean just any kind of normal person unless you were just made with stone skin like I mean, right just going back to that word ignorance yeah <laughs> simple simple as that it's like are you, you like and a lot of times too it would it would kind of trip me out because like in your in your case in your experience it's like i thought we were like black kids it's like i thought we were friends mm-hmm. i thought we were cool like or even like cousins it's like our family right it's like I thought, like come on now like yeah well and then so then once i got to a point and where i realized i'm like there's absolutely nothing that i can do about this like i didn't get to pick my skin color i didn't get to pick my parents i didn't get to pick what i'm gonna look like so that's this just this is how it is the they roll the dice and there it is that's what you get right so but it's like but apparently i crapped out <laughs> just i, I mean, mean <laughs> From everybody else's opinion, yeah. for, the, for the most part. Now, there were some people that are nice to me, like, your skin's pretty, it's smooth, and it's all that, but but it didn't outweigh the, the right. negative comments or the other things, and it's like, or, quote-unquote, oh, I'm just being real. I'm not being mean. I'm not being rude. Like, nah, fam. Yeah. But so it's like, yeah, you, you hear that enough. You, you see it enough. It's like it, it begins to weigh on you and to make you kind of move differently, act differently. And I never really wished I looked like anything else, me personally, but – but from that conversation that we did have, I think now that I'm an adult and now that it's happened, looking back, I can kind of probably honestly say that, like, I didn't want my kids to go through the same thing that I went through, especially mm-hmm. if they were to look exactly like me. Now, granted, it's, it's more acceptable to me and my based off of my experience, it's cool to be dark skinned now. Like, that's more acceptable. It's like, it's cute. It's pretty. It's melanin. It's chocolate. It's all that. Right. None of those things. None of those terms were like on a consistent basis used when I was coming up or when I was a kid and it's like it would have been nice because yeah. and not not that anybody really should have or needed to but I mean like I said the the good didn't always weigh outweigh the bad when it came to that so I think yeah I think kind of subconsciously I might have 
maybe made a decision kind of based on that. I mean, but like I said too, you, sometimes you just you can't help who you right. end up with as exactly. far as when it comes to connection, uh, chemistry, love, all all things of that nature. But I think I, I'd be lying to you if I said that was wasn't in the back of my head when right. it kind of came to that time. To like, hey, it's time to be an adult. It's time to be a dad. You're gonna be a father. And it's like, hmm, those things kind of race through your head because it's like it's a crazy world you bring your kids into. I mean, like you said, when you're a kid, you don't, you don't choose that. So it's like, here you are, but now you, and you, of course you, you love and you want to protect your children as much as you can. And there's some things you just can't. That's why I tell them too. I'm like, sometimes you're just going to learn the hard way. Yeah. You're going to experience it and then you'll grow from that. And hopefully you'll, you're going to make mistakes too. That's, that's just a definite. Hopefully you learn from those mistakes and don't make the same ones or you can kind of take things from other people too. But yeah, it's. It's tough though because like I <laughs> as bad as it's like like I love black women. It's not like and yeah, no, no disrespect to my wife or anything like that, but it's like but also I, I don't want to be disrespectful to them either because yeah. it's like no you're not good enough. Like no, like we can't we can't have children together because it's going to be rough for them like but maybe you live somewhere where it's not like that and but even still I I always felt like too though if whether I went to school in the suburbs or the inner city, I probably would have been treated the same. Right. I just got a little different from you because I was on one side of the spectrum. You were halfway. So like, but yeah, <laughs> well, I think it's kind of uh, crazy or not crazy, but like kind of reflecting back on what we said uh, on like who you can't help who you fall in love with and who are you're attracted to. But mm-hmm. I think that it was different for me. Cause like you're kind of talking about like, yeah, yeah. You said uh, that, um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. But you had said that um, it doesn't matter who you fall in love with. But it reflecting on me, you were talking about dark skin and how it wasn't kind of in mm-hmm. back in the day. But I think that's crazy because you're right. It wasn't in light skin, wasn't back when we grew up. But I always thought that darker skin was just, that's what I wanted. Like, right. I wanted to be darker. I thought it was beautiful. And it, and it just kind of goes back to, like, how you and me were different versus like our shades and I always honestly preferred darker men and my husband is probably the lighter lightest of the men I've ever dated um but if that's who you're supposed to be with that's, who, that's and that's how. and it kind of just kind of goes back to like you said like right. you just kind of it was a blessing that's how the cards that's how the cards go there. it is how the cards went and who you all. fall in love with but kind of touching on that so um <laughs> I know you said that uh your wife's family, CJ, is uh, accepting. Did you encounter any issues like starting to date mm. a white wo- woman? In her, in her, in particular, or just in general? I guess in general. We don't have to necessarily reflect just on. Okay, I'm just. In, uh, Whatever you want to give. I mean, yeah. <laughs> in general, yes. Okay, so probably the first girl that I considered to be a girlfriend or mm-hmm. that type of relationship and I, I, there, I won't say any names or any family or anything like that but yeah there was definitely some pushback and i was probably 14 ish i was a late bloomer <laughs> <laughs> and that was the thing too like i know we might get to this a little later but you had asked kind of about appearance ahead of time and we can we can touch more on it there too but it was just like pretty decent looking apparently I just never, and, and like when it came to girls, I was kind of shy, 
but just in general, I wasn't shy because I could talk to you. I could talk your head off walking down the street. Cause <laughs> that's just, that's just how I am. I'm personable. I like to talk to people. I remember things. And, but when it came to like, just maybe like a one-on-one with a girl or like, Hey, like maybe more than just friends. Yeah. I had to pump the brakes. Cause that's just me. That's just how, yeah. how I always was. But so yeah, probably the, the, the first girl I technically dated said was my girlfriend. Yeah. Her parents went into it yeah. and they knew who I was. And they, they knew me before that, but that was fine. But then when it it, it just, it changes mm-hmm. when it, the title changes. I feel like I remember her. Possibly. You were, you're definitely around. Um, but yeah, cause I know we, we used to, we used to talk a lot back then. Yeah. We were like early high school, kind of middle, middle to high school transition. But yeah. And I, so I knew her through a, f- a friend. So it was a, basically a family friend kind of deal. She was a uh, family to my friend. So it was easy. I mean, we, we, like I said, we knew each other. I'd, I'd been around her parents before. I'd been around his parents and all that. So it's just like, hey, like, she thinks you're cute. And I'm like, yeah, she's pretty too. So it's like, cool. But then it's like, once it gets past, just kind of like talking on the phone or like the passing notes kind of stage. And it's like, hey, like, like you want to go to a movie or like, something to eat or go skating or something like that and it's like yeah i don't really know yeah. it's not that she doesn't know it's just I, the influence or her ride mm-hmm. yeah how are <laughs> so, they gonna feel about it yeah and it's like they don't feel about it that's uh, <laughs> the general the general conception so it's like it's it's tough now granted with me and not that i'm trying to portray myself as anything crazy or some kind of like ladies man or whatever but i didn't just stick to one like i did more or less just kind of they like go around as far as ethnicity wise. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I had a few different types of women when it came to race. So it didn't like, discriminate. No, and that, I've never been like that. It just in general, like. Hold people, on, pause. Did you discriminate? We're on uh, Mr. Mays. I'll take exception to that. Like, I'm, I'm the guest. I'm the guest here. Yeah. I'm the whole another episode. Right no, now. I'm the captain now. This is my boat. This is my boat. <laughs> um. but, no, but really, though, just in general, like, that's why, like, even just, like, for my kids to see, like, they will see me talk to anybody, whether mm-hmm. white, black, Asian, uh, Mexican, whatever, it doesn't matter. If, if there's something in common there or just like, hey, just or even just be nice, like, excuse me, or can I get by you? Or, hey, how you doing? No, I'm not going to not speak to you because you look a certain way or because you're this height or you're this weight. Like, no. So, like, when it came to that, no. But then with the same applied to women, it's like, it didn't really matter if there was a connection or a level of attraction or whatever. It's, it's fine. I granted, there was there were some others, too, where we weren't even in that type of relationship, but we were, we could just be good friends, but I could tell that it wasn't very much appreciated. Right. And it's like, man, like it's not even like that. Right. Cause I, I was never really pushy when it came to, came to that either. Like, I'm not going to make you be my girlfriend or be like, Hey, this is, this is how it goes. But it's <laughs> like, but I, well, we could be friends. Yeah, that's fine. But it's like, you better not be dating him. You better be, be talking to that black boy or whatever, mm-hmm. or something, something like that. And I'm like, crazy i mean yeah, like, like you, what difference does it make it's fine right. and then like because after meeting me or being around because i was always good with the parents i mean it's just that's kind of your entryway like if, if they don't accept you or they don't like now granted like based off your personality or the way you act and carry yourself and treat treat their daughter i'm like those are those things are important to me i feel like the, the way that i look and my appearance like as far as what i can't control that shouldn't have anything to do with it but 
Right. People are going to be who they are and how they are, but yeah, definitely some pushback. And I don't know if, I don't know if it was just the general area where we grew up or if it was just the people, maybe yeah. from where they come from and they just happen to be here where I happen to be as well. So, but I don't know. It's, and even just on my, from, from my side too, I wouldn't say I received too much pushback. I don't, I don't know. It seemed like the general conception too was I didn't know I was never going to get married or have kids. Apparently, <laughs> when, I, when I came around with my son, it was like, we just thought you'd be by yourself. I was like, well, that's cool. But no, I, I had plans for, for a future and family and all that's that. That's kind of messed but up. I just, I, but I, I didn't even know that. But I mean, at the time, though, it, it, it didn't sound too far off. Because I mean, early, so I had my son when I was 20, the day before I turned 26. So I mean, mid-20s, I was young and living my life and not really any, like, too many boundaries like it's your 20s mm-hmm. you're living life experience and you're going out i mean you're working so i mean i had money i did what i but took care of my stuff and myself after that it was, it was time to have a good time so it's like i <laughs> saw so I, I get where that came from but but yeah not really too much pushback on from my side i mean but i won't uh be oblivious or just pretend like that doesn't happen though because it right. does happen on the opposite side it's not like a one-sided thing there and it did take some getting used to, especially if there aren't, there's only a few sprinkled in the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, happens. I think that, um, you know, with Ernest and my kids, obviously we didn't, uh, I have it. I mean, I don't know about him, but on my side, it, he was always welcomed mm-hmm. with open arms um, in my kids as well. But I think my mom kind of broke the ice there when she had me. So there was, right, I mean, it, it was what it was at that point. Like, you're the guinea pig. Yeah. Exactly. So um, kind of touching back on something you had kind of mentioned, um, there was a quote or a tweet that I had saw and it said, OK, so when did you realize you weren't ugly and that you were just a person of color around white people? Yeah, I think it would probably kind of like around when I first started dating, kind of that first girlfriend there, because before that, like I couldn't I couldn't tell you a time somebody other, somebody other than my mother or like an aunt or an older cousin say, Hey, you're, you're, you're handsome. Like, right. You're, you're a good looking boy. You're a good looking young man. Like peer to peer. Never. Yeah. Which, not that I was expecting it, but it just, it wasn't like, I wasn't familiar with it. Right. And so right. I'm just like, but like when you're younger, you are looking for that acceptance mm-hmm. from something or someone. It's and then as, as a, a male, you know, you're looking for an acceptance from a female. Right. And if you, you know, in your case and your guys' case and really, you know, sometimes my case, like you're around, uh, you know, a bunch of white females and they look at you different. Mm-hmm. Naturally. And yeah, naturally. Um, it does still take like a hit on, I guess, your ego yep. or like, you know. Pride. Yeah, your pride. Yeah. That's so. True. Yeah, I think that. Um, that quote is kind of got some layers to it. Oh, yeah. I feel like just reflecting, um, just because I said, like, my cousin, my closest cousin, she's white. And I just remember her, you know, dating. We're going to say this, like, lightly because, you know, we're 
elementary, middle school. Right. Um, holding hands. Holding, you know, whatever the case may be. Chaperoned events. <laughs> but, yeah. but she just always would get hit on, and then it would be me. And, like, I just remember it having, like, it affected my self-esteem, honestly, because I'm just like, am I ugly? Oh, yeah, like, I didn't time. feel like I was ugly. Maybe I am ugly. And I honestly didn't become cute until... Or felt like I was cute until I went to Van Horn, which is like a good mix between white, black, and like Hispanic, Mexican. Or, or middle of the road. Yeah. And then, then I was hot stuff. Oh. And I was like, oh. Diversity is what we're looking for. Yes. Diversity. Yeah. Yes. And um, I was like, oh, I'm cute. What? When did this happen? I didn't know I was cute. I thought I was just, you know. And then it's just like a like a 1,000% jump. It's like from zero, zero to 100. Yeah. Essentially, because it's like you get little to none. Then it's like get a whole bunch of attention and you pump yourself up and not to say that that's a bad thing but it, it could yeah but, but it's nice yeah it feels good it was like oh i'm not ugly yeah thank god like i've been right. dealing with this for years and oh somebody thinks i'm cute yeah, and i mean like it it just kind of threw me off guard in general just i wasn't i just never felt like i was pretty or attractive in any way until i left here so, so. i think because kids so kids in general like they kind of go through the phase where they're okay with being friends, but not like boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, like you like them. Like, yeah, I like them, but I don't like them, like them like that. Cause that's kind of a kid thing. Then eventually you kind of grew out of that. And it's like, yeah, I like them. And I think I'm kind of maybe like them more than that. And even still being a kid, it's just be like, like, like my son, he has no problem saying that he thinks a girl looks pretty or beautiful or whatever, which is great. And I love that but at the same time too. It's like some, everybody's different with that too. Like, cause I won't say that I didn't, there weren't girls that I thought was cute and pretty or like, man, I probably would like to talk to them. But I think I just kind of knew from the jump. It was like, yeah. Or I just, I thought I knew it probably wouldn't go my way. Or they, they like, they like Johnny or they like Bobby or somebody like that because they don't look like me or their hair is like this and they can do that. And, or they come from here or they have this. And I was like, so basically just kind of talk myself out of the game. Right. But based off the reactions and actions and things like that that happened prior to that too though because I'd be yeah I'd be lying if I said they didn't play a part in it so but it's very interesting because like I don't think like kindergartners should be having boyfriend and girlfriends that that's just me right. but it's cuz like they don't really know what that means exactly but I think the innocence of it should be maybe held off a little bit but i mean because it is kind of innocent but at the same time then by the time they have middle school they're ready to get married because they right. already had four or five boyfriends girlfriends or whatever <laughs> so it's like what's the next step <laughs> so i think maybe you should just pump the brakes on that but but at the same time too it's it's tough because the well the society and generation that our kids are in the things are just at rapid pace mm-hmm. way faster the things are way different like we didn't have internet like what they had internet Right. And we don't when they have, we didn't have social media that didn't exist yeah, when we, we were kids. We weren't able to text each other quite yet. No, it was either talking on the phone or you had to call the parents' house. Right. Hope they didn't answer. Landline. And then <laughs> Or hope they weren't listening on the other right. end because there's probably multiple phones in the house. Like yeah. you said, you pointed out the notes, boy. <laughs> yeah. The notes. It's, it's a different day. I mean, not that it was that far ago, but it's it's different it's, now. Like yeah. they can text each other in class and you you have no idea. I mean, right. until you see it or you find out or they get in trouble or whatever, but it's it's a lot different. It is. It's a different world. Gift and a curse. Um. So my quote of the episode is, 
be weird, be random, be who you are, because you never know who would love the person you hide. By C.S. Lewis. Strong. Strong. Very strong. I think that's, I mean, I think that relates to us, you know, even as adults now, like, just be who you are. I, I even encounter people now who just, like, are completely different around other people, and it's just like, why... I hide that. Embrace who you are. Right. Love who you are. Love the skin you're in. Um, I think that I'm finally at an age now that I've accepted all my flaws. Of course, there's some things that I wish I could change about me, but mm-hmm. as a whole, I mm-hmm. love myself. And that took a lot oh, yeah. from the years of, you know, self-doubt and just thoughts that, you know, I wasn't good enough or, you know, whatever. And it took a lot for me to get here. Um, how old were you when you think you finally accepted who you were? And I don't think we, I can't remember if this was off mic or on mic, but that I spoke earlier. I said the, the new weird is not the old weird, but even still, like, I'm weird. I, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, and I'll be the first to admit it, and I'm fine with that because sometimes, honestly, sometimes my what I think is weird is just different from somebody else's weird. So, But it's just right. it's just me. But, I, yeah, I couldn't remember if that got mentioned or not. But, but it's, yeah, definitely fine to be weird. I'll, it is. That's, that's a, yeah, that quote <laughs> is huge. <laughs> But uh, okay. No, I was gonna say. I would say personally, I would say within the last year is when I finally kind of accepted, not accepted who I was, but started understanding. Okay, this is where I fit in the grand scheme of things of life. That's important. Yeah. Because, yeah. and yeah. I'm I'm almost thirty three. <laughs> right. Everybody has hopes and dreams, obviously, yeah. and then a lot of a lot of times they don't go exactly according to plan. You may still get where you want to be, but don't take the route you thought you were going to take or you thought you should have taken or. Right. And you kind of just also just kind of recognize where you're actually at in life Mm -hmm. um, and what you want and what deep down what you need to get and those goals and how to attain them and and things like that. So, yeah, I I think probably. If I had to put a number on it, I would probably maybe say around 16, 17, maybe 18, somewhere in that range. Because I knew by then, like, like I, I love sports. And um, like I said, I was the shy guy when it came to girls, but not in general. Because, like, I always had friends and acquaintances, and I would never by any stretch say I was popular. But I just I, I knew people. Yeah. I mean, of course, like, and usually, like, when you grow up kind of in, like, I wouldn't say we grew up in a small town, but it wasn't huge. So, I mean, there was kids I had known from kindergarten up until high school. Like, we'd gone to school together our entire lives up at, uh, from the beginning to that point. So, I mean, like, I, I definitely knew people. We might not talk all the time, but, and I'd, like, I try to be better about that now. Like, if I see somebody like, I went to school with, like, I actually know them, yeah, I'll just give them a shout or say hi or something. Or like, hey, I see you got kids now or something like that. Just because, like, to me, it's not as big of a deal now if you're popular. Yeah. Or if you come from money or you have the latest trend or the latest Jays or you play basketball or play baseball or whatever. And then, like, like by the by this point in life, those things shouldn't matter. Right. And, but at, at back then, they did. Because, I mean, that's just kind of the way of the world. It's, it's high school. It's politics with sports and uh, friendships and popularity and all that stuff. Like, now it's just like, man, we're just trying to make it. Mm-hmm. We but all just out here trying to make it. For sure. <laughs> but back, but back then, like, I knew, like, I 
I think I just accepted like I was different. Mm-hmm. I wasn't your typical, your quote unquote, typical black guy, which I was fine with because I was who my parents raised me to be, mm-hmm. first and foremost. But then, two, just put my own spin on it. So, I mean, but I, I always felt like I was like a good mixture of things. Like I told you before we started recording, I'm like, this brain of mine is just ton of full of ton of useless information, like just randomness, uh, some intellectual, some unintellectual, <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely some random, like it's just some sports facts in there, just kind of some weird stuff and like stuff you just like, man, I never knew that. I never heard that. Or I never thought about it like that. And I'm like, yep. Yeah. That's where you get me. So I knew I was good like that, but, but I knew that always helped me like be able to talk to people. Yeah. And I knew a lot of times too, because there were some times where maybe I felt like kind of with the acceptance where I got, I gained some confidence and I was like, Hey, maybe I'm probably shooting out of my league here. But I know if um, basically where you could kind of talk somebody down, like, you know, maybe they feel a certain level of confidence about themselves in their appearance or what they how they are, who they surround themselves with. But I can kind of like talk them down to me or come up to them, kind of balance that out there. Then maybe we won't even have to get to the appearance look or the. And then eventually I kind of got past that, too, where I was like, I know I can. I just like to talk to people. So then sometimes like the personality can maybe kind of outweigh the attri- the physical attraction and things of that nature. And I kind of got to a point where I got past that too. It's not about, oh, they got to be a, a, a dime or a right. nine, eight, nothing less than <laughs> an eight. And it's like, yeah, no, that's, that's ridiculous. Like, I don't know if I ever had that thought in my head, like they had to be a, a I'd be lying. Certain. I'm not going to lie because, I mean. <laughs> what about you, Ernest? Is that- I'm a dime. What you talking about? No, I'm talking, I'm about, talking the, about like. The opposite. <laughs> You like what did a girl have to be a certain rating or above for you to talk to her? No, I mean, you just didn't care. Wait, does that mean you have no standards? Where do I fit in here? See, I would, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would never say I never had any standards. (laughs) I wasn't like real picky or like a jerk, but I get what you're saying. I see where it's with street journaling. (laughs) I think it just goes back to saying, like, you know, you don't really look at like skin or anything like that. You just look at how that person makes you feel. Right. So I like how you keep dodging my questions today, Ernest. I wouldn't. Dodge um, it. No so my, po- <laughs> <laughs> my poem of the episode is, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard this. Um, it was popular when this cute little girl, I don't even know. She had to been like three. Um, she had rehearsed it on or, on some show, I can't think of what it was, but she was cute. But it's called um, Hey Black Child by County Cullen. Hey Black Child, do you know who you are? Who you really are? Do you know you can be what you want to be? If you try to be what you can be. Hey Black Child, do you know you are strong? I mean, really strong? Do you know you can do what you want to do? If you try to do what you can do. Hey, black child, be what you can be, learn what you must learn, do what you can do, and tomorrow your nation will be what you want it to be. <laughs> I love it. I low key, I, I play this for my kids all the time. Um, specifically because the little girl that um, said this, or re- like I said, recited this poem, um, she was so cute. Um, so if you guys haven't seen that, you should YouTube it. Um, the name of the poem, that little girl, she's like in this pink dress. She's just so cute. Anyway, so, um, anything, anybody want to add 
want to add on this um this episode here before we wrap it up? Um, I do like I like that poem. Uh, I appreciate that because even kind of like in the, just a comparison between me and my kids, mm-hmm. like that poem was for me. Mm-hmm. The poem's not necessarily. I mean, I won't say it's not for my kids, but right. just in general, it's like people don't. I don't think people look at biracial children and, and think like that as far as like from an outsider's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's like, oh, let's make sure. Like, so I appreciate. I would appreciate you trying to help me, but like you just assume that I need help because I'm black or like I may not come from an intelligent home or things things of that nature. It's like no, I'm not. I can get it. Or if, if I need help, I'll ask you for help, which because I was taught to do that, too. But it's like uh, there's a certain stigma with that, too, and stereotypes. And it's like, yeah, or because but I know that's not just a like a black thing, too, because sometimes if you come from like a smaller town, people, my wife, she encountered that uh, one time. It's just ironic. And like it blew my mind when she told me this story. But um, she got asked if she could. uh if she knew how to spell something or like write something because she was from a small town. That's like, crazy. Serious? Like it's the last thing That's I ever thought thing. you would ever said to me. Like, <laughs> the, I feel like the, like you're telling a story that comes from my mouth. Right. <laughs> like yes. from my experience. Yeah. It just blows me away. So that does happen, but um, it's just crazy. Like the stigma sometimes is like just slow. And like, we never know. Like, I mean this, this episode is, focusing on like what we encountered but everybody encounters something to some extent oh, yeah. like even pointing like you just said to your wife like we just don't know what it is they encountered so we always in our mind like to think well we don't like to think but we always think that we're alone on these things and on these issues and really everybody has a story has a situation and that just kind of shaped them to be who who they are and um i just encourage everybody to just kind of reflect on who they are as a person and why they are that way because I feel like when you get an understanding of why you are that way you get an acceptance of who you are as a person and I think that's ultimately our goal in life is to accept yourself yeah and I I mean I I feel like this particular episode like you can do like a whole series about this and especially with our families and and what we encountered and experienced uh throughout our, our lives uh, but you know, just not saying any names, but like our children, for for instance, like, um, uh, you know, we got one child who, you know, who doesn't look like any of our other kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I have like one to say, ch- I have all different shades of black. Yeah, they have all different shades. Uh, we have one child who, uh, is looks like she could be some something, but then has the hair and texture of something else, and it <laughs> frustrates her. You know. Mm-hmm. And we have one child who, you know, looks like me, but has the best hair in the world and, and, you know, could, you know, have the same hairstyles as a white male. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there, there's just so many layers to it. Um, and then, like, I mean, we didn't really get to my experiences with your family. But, I mean, like, you know, it was different. It mm-hmm. felt different because I wasn't used to that either. So, um you know, that could be another episode and things like that. But like I said, there's just so many layers that you can just thought. This chop. This could be a series. You can, you can definitely just chop at it oh, and, yeah. um, and, and get a lot of meat out of it. So, Well, I, 
appreciate you for inviting me and of I, course I, I apologize this should have been sooner but like i said we, we, we had quite a, bit, <laughs> quite a bit of few things going on we both had a lot of things we going all on. do i mean we still do i mean this is probably once in a lifetime event right now just the way everything just kind of you know worked out but um thank you for coming Thank you for sharing your experiences. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I think um, my husband touched on something. This might be a series. So anyways, thanks for listening. Um, Positive vibes, positive mind, positive thoughts. And always remember to burst the chaos. We out. Peace.